Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. He koonai pūrangi tēnei nā te reo irirangi o Aotearoa. Good evening, you beautiful people. Nice to see you. I'm Jess Karamjeet, and I'm having Botox tomorrow. Yeah. And on a completely separate, unrelated note, um, tight ass is a medical condition. Uh, yeah. And not just what you call your boyfriend when he won't buy you dinner. Yeah, I'm going to sing you a song now, actually, about my tight ass. Um, and I'm going to warn you, it's weird. So uh, strap in. It's called Chronic. Kia ora. Welcome to this episode of Voices. I'm Kadamri Ragukumar, and that's Jess Karamjeet. I'm running out of remedies. I've tried all the tricks. Turns out my immune system is just a bag of Hey, My disability avoids outward detection But I get full body stiffness And the world's sexiest erection Now if you're a straight man and you didn't laugh at that joke That means you think you're prettier than me <laughs> yeah. uh, And actually that's just misogyny in action So... I'm watching you. <laughs> Auckland-based Jess was born in the UK to Indian and British parents and came to New Zealand about four years ago. She actually wears many hats, but as a stand-up comic, she brought her show called Redundant to this year's comedy festival. She's funny, no holds barred, but also bold, you'd think. With what she calls a hidden disability, life isn't always funny. I've actually, in the last year, really reclaimed the terminology around it and there's so much shame and baggage around being diagnosed with a hidden disability or having one, um, similar with mental health struggles. So what I have is called fibromyalgia uh, and I was also diagnosed as uh, combined ADHD in October, like a lot of comics, for the record, a lot of creatives, to the point where it's this running joke around the industry and... I uh, have gone through stages of grief around both diagnoses, you know, but um, the main issues with my fibro is to do with chronic pain and muscle stiffness and muscle tightness. Uh, and that leads to a whole host of medical problems uh, to, to do with different body parts and, and, and issues that roll on from that condition. Uh, and a lack of sleep and gastrointestinal problems and so on. And so it's this real combination of things that people can't see and can't really understand um, or might know little bits and little problems to do with it. Um, but, yeah, I've brought it into comedy, as I say, about a year into my three-year journey because I was just so exhausted of trying to keep it a secret. I just I couldn't keep trying to pretend that I was able-bodied and keep staying up late at night and being on late night lineups and being in cold 
you know, bar fronts waiting to go on stage and so on and so forth, I had to just sort of come out and say, this is what's going on. Um, and yeah, on the whole, it, it's felt quite supportive. So comedy is just one of several things Jess got into when she arrived in New Zealand. She's taught drama, works in PR and is also a screenwriter. And there's always that common thread of humour that underscores most of her work. But going back to the UK with some of those new hats last year could have been a bit daunting. I began stand-up three years ago. So I began in New Zealand and and felt very shaped by New Zealand comedy, which uh, I think most comics would acknowledge comes from a place that's often quite self-deprecating and maybe deadpan and not very expressive. So that shaped me as a comic. And then I went back to the UK last June, July and August for the first time as a comic. And I gigged in the south of England, in London and up near my home in, in Leeds. And also I went to Edinburgh Festival, Edinburgh Fringe and did gigs there. And yeah, I was really terrified that I would go back to the UK and not be funny. In <laughs> such a relief, that very first gig I did. And it just felt like such a relief to get really good audience feedback. The muscles of my pelvis are filled with tension. I find it hard to be and poo and can't forget to mention the myth of doing keggles. And I've had a really tough relationship with my body for, you know, 17 odd years. I've pushed through it and I've managed my health uh, to be able to do those performances. And knowing that people can connect to that material is kind of what makes it really worthwhile. Um, bizarre things that happen to me can be comical and can be laughed at. Then they're laughing with me, they're not laughing at me. And I think that's a really empowering distinction to make. Exploring the stage and stand-up scene here in New Zealand has been a bit of an eye-opener for Jess these past four years. Being an intersectional creative with this health condition threw some challenges her way that she wasn't quite expecting. Last month, Jess was funded by the Asian Arts Fund to create a pan-Asian initiative that addresses the deficit of voices in comedy. It's a huge deal, considering it's a cause that she's been a strong advocate for these past few years. I don't have to be perfect or... Um, even a sort of attractive to an audience. There's a big stigma as a female comic, let alone intersectional, um, with, with you know, hidden disability and me being queer. And so I'm always taking on that knowledge that an audience has preconceived notions of what comedy should be, who should be delivering it, who historically has been delivering it, and um, what it's okay to laugh at. In the beginning, I did feel really lonely because I really craved a mentor who sort of fit into some of those intersections of my identity, and I found that quite tricky um, in the beginning. And so, yeah, I, I don't feel proud to have broken through. I feel like I want to bring other people through with me. And that's why I did this show as part of the comedy festival. My tagline for the show was that it was a rally cry for creatives, misfits and contradictory humans. Um, and I was attempting to bring more unique or diverse voices into the comedy space and into the screenwriting space because it was also about that, that journey. My full name isn't Jess Karamjeet. 
Yeah, it's actually Jessica Karamjeet MacDonald. Yeah, no, 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 it's, it's okay, I'm, it's shit. Um, I always thought it was a bit like two slices of white bread and it's just slapped with this Indian filling. Yeah, and I had a real identity crisis about my McChicken Tikka sandwich name. Yeah, yeah. But I've got a baby nephew now too, and he's not only Scottish, Indian, and Irish like me, he's Italian too. Yeah, so he's not a McChicken Tikka sandwich. He's a chicken tikka pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And the Jess Carrington, you've been absolutely awesome. So this is eternal question for any stand-up. What's next? As the run for one show comes to an end, what's the next set of jokes about to be based on? Does that tap ever really dry up? I don't, I don't particularly worry about the idea of settling here and the jokes shriveling up. <laughs> a lot of what I've referred to in that show is to do with my upbringing, but um, something that really resonated the last few days was around tall poppy syndrome and the impact of that on an immigrant or someone that's, uh, let alone on Kiwis themselves, who who feel like they can't be ambitious and can't put their heads above the parapet. And so I feel like, even over the four years, I'm still finding things that I I want to talk about and joke about um, and that people relate to. Um, but of course, there's always that concern of uh, what next, what next? I, I split with a partner of four years in November and the day, it was the day before the New Zealand Comedy Trust did a little filming. It was called The Ones to Watch. Uh, a filming scheme and I had to stand on stage and sing this song about my partner that I just split from and so I went through I think November December January having this real existential crisis of who am I as a comic do I feel comfortable referring back to that old relationship that they had consented to throughout my comedy career but ultimately did that feel nice did it feel strange how do I how do I feel as this new stage of me? Um, and I feel like I've always been a storyteller. I always want to be a storyteller. And that's what life is. It's, it's observing things that happen that are interesting and finding the humor in them. Jess Karamjeet chatting to us about her journey with stand-up comedy, the stage, and life in New Zealand with fibromyalgia. My name is Kadambri and I produce this Voices podcast every week. You can find more stories like Jess's on our RNZ website and also on all your favourite podcast platforms when you follow RNZ Voices. Tim Watkin is the executive producer for podcasts and this episode was mixed by Rangi Poik. Thanks for listening. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.